I don't know why I hit record. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to be talking about in this cold open. Uh, we're just rushing to get through this one. Uh, there's so much to do. Why do Tuesdays, honestly, Tuesdays feel manic to me. Like, yeah. I can't handle it. Oh, absolutely. Like, the mania, I cannot. It's I bounce from one thing to another, and when I get home, I'm like, what did I do today? Yeah, no. I think I talked to Chris for four hours. <laughs> I got up this morning, and I was, like, laying in bed drinking my coffee and just, like, waking up, essentially. Yes. And I did that for too long, and then it was 9.30, and I was like, I have to go to the bookshelf in, like, 40 minutes, and I had just completely forgotten yeah. that I needed to do that, and then I'm, like, rushing to, like, do all the things that I need to do before I have to leave, so I was five minutes late, um, but I still got here mostly got on here, time, I was which was pretty good, yeah. uh, and I didn't speed. There were cops everywhere this morning. Oh, yeah, Elon's gotten a ticket before. I, I've gotten a ticket once on yeah. my way to the bookshelf, and it was... In 2015, it was a long time ago, yeah. and have not since because I know where the speed zones are. But yes. I saw three different people pulled over on my way to Thomasville this morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Two by motorcycles, and then one regular car. Yikes. Yeah. On October 1st. They're on not October even trying 1st. to meet their car. No. <laughs> and it was all once I crossed into Georgia. Maybe they thought it was September 31st because I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, goodness. Um, one of my friends made a... I don't even want to talk about what the post was. It was a very sad post. Um, but mentioned a date in her Instagram caption that was August 32nd. <laughs> and it was clearly a typo, but I was also just like... Oh, dear. Oh, but, but now I'm making a joke about this sad yeah. post. <laughs> and I, here we are. But I've been there. We've all been there. Dates are hard to keep track of. They are. I literally have to sing the song to myself. Mm. Or the poem, right? 30 days, half September, April, June, and November, all the rest of 31. Except February. Me. Right. Which is 28. You. Um, but I mean just days of the week sometimes. Oh, for sure. Well, because like your schedule is, is mostly regular. Yeah. But irregular for most people where your days off are Sunday, Monday. Right. It's very confusing to me as a person. Right. Still. So, so you're like a day skewed from the rest yes. of, of the working world. I'm a teacher at a university, which means I don't work every day. Yeah. I work on Monday and Wednesday, work here every other Tuesday. Yeah. Thursday and Friday are usually the days that I'm working from home on my freelance stuff. Right. On your it, thousands of pages. Right. And so, like, I have no idea what day it is. On any given day. On any given day. I just know Tuesdays are bonkers. I yeah. even I even talked to Michelle the other day. I was like, we might need to reevaluate Tuesdays because they're insane. Like, I really do feel like I bounce from one thing to another. And it's my Monday. So mm -hmm. imagine the right. exhaustion and angst everyone else feels on Monday. I tried very hard today, though, like you, mm -hmm. to have a quiet morning mm -hmm. so that I could come to work. Mm -hmm. And I did a better job. I had a quiet day yesterday. And so I was like, please, may this quiet get me through the rest of this week. Yep. <laughs> and yet. And yet. We'll see. We'll see. Episode 245 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and while it's late October for you, it's October 1st for me. Ha oh, and I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween is what I was going to say. And for us, it's currently Target Halloween. It is. And it is 
Freeform, aka ABC Family, 31 Days of Halloween. Oh, good. So glad they flipped that, and that's no longer 13 Days of Halloween. Yeah. Whole month deserves spooky season. Yeah, okay, I've got to look up that channel now, figure out what channel it's on on my cable. Yeah, I don't know, but every night they're doing... Like, oh, the, like, not actually spooky, spooky movies. Where, like Hocus Pocus. Yes. One of the best movies ever made. I saw it for the first time last year. Isn't it delightful? It was delightful. It's really good. It was. I don't know how it missed me in childhood, honestly. No. Because um, it would have been right, right, right there, there for your bracket. But I, I, yeah, I really don't know. Young Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes. Is so funny. Very funny. Bette Midler, a classic. Um, Omri Katz. It's really good. Thora Birch. And isn't Thora Birch truly what happened to her? I don't know. Because I just watched Now and Then because it's on Netflix, mm. which was in my sweet spot. I loved that child as... Mm, I'm struggling now. Mm. We're on episode three. Three. And now, I loved that movie as a child. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I liked Thora Birch. And I'm like, whatever happened to her? Christina Ritchie, she's uh -huh. still around. They both did Ghost World, didn't they? Did I make that up? Mm, I don't know. I hope they did. Thora Birch did, for sure. Which is a very weird movie that I'm not going to recommend. We, I think, are similar. Jordan and I watch a scary movie almost every day. Mm -hmm. um, we are, I think we're going to maybe, I don't know, we might start today. But I think we know that we're going to make Sunday nights our spooky movie night mm -hmm. because Succession and Righteous Gemstones ends in two weeks. Ah, and those are perfect. our two shows. And so I was like, what is going to happen in two weeks when we don't have these shows anymore? And Jordan was like, spooky movies. And yes. I was like, okay. And I am, am lobbying very hard to make our Friday date night spooky movie night yeah. for October. Suspense, even. Right. Well, and then the thing is just that, like, Kelsey sometimes is actually afraid of the spooky movies in a way that I am not. Okay. And so I want to watch them because I'm like, ooh, and then, it's, <laughs> and then it's over and I'm like, okay. Not as fun when the person beside you is legitimately terrifying. Exactly. And so, like, I want to watch The Witch because yeah. it's a good movie. That movie is terrifying. But it is very scary. Now, what about, okay, my personal favorites. Now, okay. I will watch The Witch. Sure. Truly horrifying to me. But yeah, no, very scary. Very I've only seen scary. it once. I want to watch it again. So, but what really is my personal sweet spot is, um, wait a minute. It is the movie with Her What Lies Beneath. Okay. Okay. Harrison with Ford, Harrison Michelle... Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer. I yes, watch it. Pfeiffer. We watch it every year. And isn't Callista Flockhart in that too? Did I make no, that up? No, you made that up because okay. that's who he's married to in real life. Yes. Okay. Okay, that movie still like fills me with the best kind and I watch it every year. It's scary. It's scary, but like I don't know, like believable. It's something about it, whatever. It's suspenseful yeah. more than horror. And my sweet spot is the ring. Okay. Which is a legitimately very good mystery. Yes. With a strong element of horror. That movie terrifies me, but do you know why? Is that the movie where she pulls hair out of her throat? Yes. Okay, that it's is... It's an electrode, actually. Okay, well, that is a scary... Yeah. Okay, it looks like hair. Hair is my biggest fear. Mm. So, hair and brain aneurysms. So, anyway... <laughs> those are, uh... <laughs> those are real. So, yeah, hair... Basically, what looks like hair coming out of somebody's throat will send me into... Like, I will... I remember, like, ducking my head under the pillow. So, that scene in It, when the hair comes out oh, of the drain? horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I mean, it's a puberty metaphor. It's terrible. It's very good. I hate it so much. My other favorite, Sleeping with the Enemy. Mm, Early yeah. Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. Talk about... Different kind of scary. Ooh, very different. But What Lies Beneath paired with Sleeping with the Enemy mm -hmm. is like a perfect movie marathon for me. I don't know what that says Those about are, me. But you like movies made in the mid-90s. <laughs> Which is accurate. Which is completely it's accurate. So I know that. <laughs> it's so true.
true. Hit me up with your best mid nineties. And skills. I like stuff in the early two thousands, and you know why? Because that, that's the same. Yeah, same age. Uh huh. Um, ninety seven to you is two thousand one to me. They're yeah. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> the same. So here we are with um, some spooky books. Yeah, spooky books. Um, the one that by by the time you're listening to this, I will have read. Okay. Because it is like my. It is my bucket list for October. And we're time travelers. And we're time travelers. This book came out on October 7th, okay. 8th, whatever that Tuesday is. Sure. Second week of October. It's called The Remaking by Clay McLeod Chapman. Okay. I saw this in the break room a okay. couple weeks ago. Did you grab it? I did. Okay. I um, read the blurb and thought, yes, this is something that I want to read because it is horror, but also metafiction. Okay. And so it is... The story of an urban legend mm-hmm. retold from the 50s, the 70s, the 90s, and today. Okay. It is like the actual urban legend, kind of which a Blackbird Pond, but actually scary in the 50s. Somebody makes a movie about the story okay. in the 70s, slasher movie. Okay. Somebody remakes the movie in the 90s, because that's what the 90s Did. led off with. So it's the kind of scream version okay. of the 70s movie. Okay. And then the 2000s is somebody makes a serial-style podcast about the true crime okay. behind it. Okay, that's fun. Right? Yeah. It sounds so good, and people are like, it's legitimately good metafiction. It's also sincerely very scary. Oh, good. So I am so excited to read oh, this. Oh, that's fun. Um, Goodreads had like a 3.7 rating, okay. which is pretty good. Yeah. I don't read look at Goodreads I ever, but I Googled the book to see like, yes. what do people think about it? And it's getting like positive to like maybe if not amazing okay. reviews. But I'm really excited about it. Well, and perfect seasonal reading. Perfect seasonal reading, but also very in my wheelhouse. Yes. Um, metafiction. Hitting all of your Talking about spots. adaptation and how, to, how we change history yes. when we talk about it. What if you love it so much you can include it in your curriculum? I hope that I do. Yeah, that'd be fun. And here we are. So I will give my full recap next week in October reading recap, okay. which is in four weeks for me. <laughs> Um, I want to mention, because most of the others I've read, but I wanted to mention A House of Ghosts, which releases, released October 1st. Um, Olivia mentioned it on our new release podcast, which if you hear us reference that, that is on Patreon only. Mm -hmm. So if you support us on Patreon, you can get- For $3 and up? Yeah. You can get our weekly new release Tuesday, um, episodes. So for the price of $3 a month, you get four episodes of new release Tuesday from the bookshelf staff. Yes. Very fun. Um, so- she talked about House of Ghosts, and she's a good bookseller, because I was kind of like, oh, maybe I, I want to read this. Because she t- said that it was basically a whodunit ghost story. Mm. She said very Agatha Christie-esque. And I asked her, I said, was it really scary? And she was like, it's more suspenseful than scary. I like scary things, um, but I also know if I'm watching scary movies i think this might be a fun accompaniment mm-hmm. um that's not gonna like keep me up at night terrified but instead it's just gonna be a kind of a when i think spooky i also just think like fall like cozy um but i am not the world's biggest agatha christie fan sure. everybody it's okay i'm fine it's okay um but um i did enjoy murder on the orient express mm-hmm. is that what i read and I then think there, so. and then i also read and then what there were none mm-hmm. Okay, sure. I think I've read a couple of those. It's Those fine. are the ones people read. So anyway, I would like to try this. It's called A House of Ghosts. Um, I think it is going to be like my October pick. So we'll find out in a cool. week. That sounds good. If, if I'm We'll done. find out next week for you. <laughs> yeah. Next month for us. Yeah. Um, okay, can I talk about my other sweet spot? Yes. I realized for this season, anything that combines school, like campus mm-hmm. novel, with 
scary things. Yes. Okay, so The Secret Place by Tana French. Mm -hmm. I love so many of her books. And so Tana French is also your sweet spot. Yes, I love her. The Witch Elm is great if you haven't read it. I like The Witch Elm because it is slow. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to like start a book on October 1st and read it all the way to the 31st, which honestly sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it does. uh, Then read The Witch Elm because it's her standalone. It's thicker. um, And I think really good, but slower. The Secret Place, if I'm not mistaken, is um, the book of hers that takes place at a boarding school. So obviously... Why would I not read that? That's for you. Yes. So it is outstanding. Um, It's right up there with The Likeness as my favorite one of hers. Um, Also, Megan Abbott does this so Mm -hmm. well. So she did Dare Me and Fever. Mm -hmm. Fever feels a little bit um, uh, Salem Witch Trials Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Can we talk about how long, sadly, it took me to realize that wasn't Salem, Oregon? Bad. Uh, Oh. So bad. Like, into, I think, early adulthood. Yeah, like, it was the 1600s. Yes, and I thought, White wow, people didn't man. live in Oregon Right, but I thought, <laughs> wow, they really settled out there quick. <laughs> like, I think I was 20 years old before I realized maybe I would give myself 18. Huh. And, and I read The Crucible and, and loved it. And you just thought it. it was in Oregon. Yeah. I, so I might, you know what, I, if I read The Crucible when I was 17 or 18, that might be when I realized... Sure. Okay, this did not take place in Oregon. Right. I just thought the Oregon Trail. Look, I freaking love that movie, and I love great movie. I love that great play. play. I love that play so much because it's a metaphor. Oh, it's so good. It's a metaphor for communism. Yes, it's so good. (laughs) I did a report on it. Very, very good. Very good. Um, but the fever reminds me of the Salem witch trials. Dare me reminds me of Bring It On with a horror (laughs) twist. (laughs) Yeah. Which like. That movie's begging for a horror twist. It is. It is. It needs it. Forget, like, Bring It On 2000 or what. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they did a bajillion of those. Yeah. We didn't need that. What we needed was Bring It On plus Scream. That's what we needed. I hope people are listening. Like, I hope Hollywood executives listen to this because yeah. we have good ideas. We have so many good ideas. But anyway, Dare Me by Megan Abbott and The Fever. Dare Me if you want Bring It On vibes because it has to do with, like, cheerleaders. The Fever if you want, um, like, hysteria, mm, Salem Witch Trials. There you go. So good. You also really like the Riley Sager books. I do. Very much. Um, I haven't read any of them. Kelsey read Final, Girl, Final Girls. Yeah. Did she like um, it? She liked it, but then was kind of like, yeah. I, I don't know what to do with this, but I enjoyed reading it's it. It's super commercial. Right. Here is my thing, and this is why I think they're... This is why I think they might be better than me. Is because I think he is being super intentional yeah, with the so homage he is paying to horror films. And I think Kelsey is not familiar enough yes. with horror films that she didn't really get sure. what he was doing, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But she was like, I still enjoyed it's the totally plot. Enjoyable, it was fun. Because it's totally enjoyable thriller. And then when I was talking about like what the concept of Final Girls all, she was like, yes. oh, okay. Yes. Okay, I get this a little better I now. think they're totally great as commercial thrillers. Right. I have been satisfied by everyone. And you got to talk to him yes. a couple months ago. He is delightful. That's also available on patreon yeah he was delightful um he doesn't like stranger things yeah which i thought was fascinating i thought that'd be right in his wheelhouse and i get why it's not yeah but i thought it would be and i thought season two wasn't that good but season three i thought was great man i loved season i three. loved season three they did finally announce season four last I night i saw that the very <laughs> and i, I was, saw that and kelsey was like is it coming out already and i was like definitely not <laughs> Like they're still filming. Uh, season three came out in July. It's oh, only October. It's a bummer that we have to wait so long in between. I know. Um, I loved season three. But yeah, Riley Sager. So what he did in Final Girls. And then, so I did not love, um, 
no, I really liked it. It was The Summer I Lied. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing in those books, like, is what horror movies do to me, which is right. like, why are these people doing stupid things? Like, in the book, The Last Time I Lied, she goes, but the main protagonist, like, goes back to the camp, the summer camp, where she experienced something horrific. Which and, is also the plot of Final Girls. Yeah. Yes. Yes, kind of. This is, <laughs> this revolves around a camp. Right. And I want to say Final Girls, something did happen to her, but she doesn't go it, back It begins there. and ends... It does end at the camp. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. I just remember <laughs> last time I lied, there's a scene at the lake, and it's very... In fact, it's one of the reasons I didn't mention it for this episode was because it feels very summery uh-huh. to me. His books read very summery. Summer summer slasher. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what they are. So, but anyway, last time I lied, I remember thinking, why is this girl being so dumb? Like, why is she going back to exactly the scene of the crime, essentially? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, well, this is what like 70s horror movies right. do um so i think he's paying homage in a way that sometimes goes over my head and then sometimes i'm like wait a minute oh, oh. this is really clever right um so yes i like riley sager and i like i like him as a person i think he's very interesting i'm dying to know his real name yeah never it's know. out there isn't it i didn't think it was he wouldn't tell me on the phone hmm interesting i think i googled it after you recorded that and i was editing it oh. because i was like what is his name and i found it but so I don't he it yeah he but i and i he told us like the whole or he told me the whole yeah kind of reason i thought it was interesting yeah but, it is yeah um i'll tell you one that we mentioned a few weeks ago and then i re- i stocked it in the mm-hmm. store because i'm curious spelman files yeah i really am kind of curious about those and so i don't know during the fall i think i like the idea interestingly instead of summer slashers what I think I'm more in the mood for is like quiet, like who done it, like House of Ghosts, which Olivia recommended. Um, Spellman Files sounds like it might be like this private investigator. Uh-huh. I think I might really like it. So I'm kind of torn. It's so backless that I'm like, yeah, do I dare? But, but maybe probably. I will. And it's a series, right? Yeah. So like, try the first yeah, one I can and just see what you the think. First one. And Spellman makes me think of Sabrina Spellman. Yes. Um, I talked about this last year, I think, but. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Netflix show. Yes. Based on a comic book series that was reimagining the Sabrina characters as horror characters. Yes. Um, in the same way that the show reimagines the 90s show, this imagines the original Archie comics as horror characters, and it's the basis for the show, although completely different in every way. Weird, though, they have the same writer. Oh, that is funny. Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa wrote the books, and I think is a producer and sometimes writer on the show. Okay. Don't know what happened in the second season of that show. Really fell off. Seems like they rushed production and it was just terrible. Didn't even know there was a second season. Don't. It's, <laughs> it's legitimately bad. Oh, that's sad. Um, I feel like the plot should have... The plot of the whole season should have been the first three episodes of season two. Okay. With, with room to breathe. Okay. They did five seasons worth of plot in ten episodes and it was bizarre. Do you think they're done? I kind of hope so. Do you think they just tried to cram it in? I don't know. But here's the interesting thing about that author of the comic series seems to have abandoned the comic series to make the show and there has not been a new issue in like two and a half years oh that's kind of a bummer mid-story yeah oh no like not even has not finished the arc oh no like seven issues came out or something like that Uh and that's it Uh (laughs) and so like i recommend you can find the first collected trade paperback um that like is good and will get you started but then you're probably never going to finish the story <laughs> because he abandoned the story. Oh, that's sad. I know. But it is very good for what it is. Okay. Um, I'm also going to recommend The Winters, which is the book I read last oh, yeah, year, yeah, yeah. if you'll it's recall. The, it's the Rebecca, the Rebecca. retelling. Not um, Clarissa. <laughs> that's but right. Rebecca. Rebecca. 
Um, I really liked this book better than Rebecca, probably because I had not yet read Rebecca. Right. Um, so if you also have not read Rebecca, but you want to try something that's basically... <laughs> it's not... I was, I was about to say... Sh- Jordan and I, for some reason, I think because of The Office, we say shot-by-shot shot remake in our house uh-huh. all the time. That's not what this is. But it is very... Like, once you... I, when I read Rebecca, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is... <laughs> oh, now I see what this other book was doing. Yes. Um, but I really liked The Winters. And again, for some reason, this time of year, I'm not necessarily here for the Ruth Ware, mm-hmm. um, like, Woman in Cabin 10, mm-hmm. or... Those are much more summer. Yes, yeah. or Gone Girl. What I am oh, here for God. is, like cozy maybe we'll watch Gone Girl as part of one of our scary movies I want to do that I'm going to suggest oh, that because I know Kelsey likes that idea. movie okay anyway um, can we talk about though okay I was listening to an episode of the re- the rewatchables it's the ringer podcast oh, where they rewatch um, older movies and then do commentary on it so anyway so they did Gone Girl we're in the middle of watching Frasier so <laughs> the whole time I have seen Gone Girl mm-hmm. we went to the theater and saw mm-hmm. it the whole time they were talking about Neil Patrick Harris I was picturing David Hyde Pierce. David, David Hyde Pierce, and I kept thinking, "Gosh, he was he was such a weird pick for that movie." And, <laughs> but everything they said was lining up because they were like, "You know what? A weird choice. He was on that sitcom for years." And I was like, "He was on that he sitcom is this for gay years." Actor. Yes. Yeah. And then I like it took me forever before I paused the episode and was like. He wasn't in that movie. Neil Patrick Harris was in that movie. Wait, they're saying Neil Patrick Harris. Why I'm am I the thinking idiot. David Hyde like, Pierce? It was. It was bizarre how long I thought, I don't really, but I was picturing in my head. Three named gay actors on hit sitcoms. Yeah. Like I was picturing Niles. Playing straight characters. Yes. Like I was picturing Niles. Yeah. I mean, Barney Stinson and Niles Crane could not be more different. No, but they, but they could be cousins. I can see them being related. And Niles just really hated Barney. Exactly. Like I think, yeah, I think they could be That's really funny. Anyway, very funny. I've seen Gone Girl probably six times. I <laughs> I love that movie. I like that movie as well. I think we rented it once and watched it in the theater once. Um, but what I'm normally here for is like quieter yeah. fall feeling. And for me, that was the winters. Um, the Witch Elm, as I mentioned. And then I'm going to mention, by the time we listen to this, you'd already... Well, I've already heard one of these references, but I'm going to mention the Essex Serpent again. Yeah. Because I love the Essex Serpent. I started Melmoth. Did you ever read it? No. You okay. were going to give me the advanced copy, and I don't think you ever did. I wonder if I still have it. Because if you I, do, I'd love to. Because I do if not, think I'll buy it. You ha- I think you would like it, and I'd love to talk to somebody about it. It felt Frankensteinian yeah. to me, which is not really my typical exactly, thing, yeah. but I think it is yours. I, I don't know. I would just be curious. No, I've been very curious about this for a year now. Yeah. Um, and it is, like, toward the top of my really want to read Yeah, list. it's the lady who wrote The Essex Serpent, right. Sarah Perry. And I adored The Essex Serpent. Quiet, wonderful book. Started Melmoth and was like, I can understand where this is coming from. I don't know if it's for me. Another book that I started and felt very similar to this but did not finish but other people loved is The Thirteenth Tale, I want to say. Mm. I feel like there's some overlap there in stuff that it just isn't for me, but other people love. So I wanted to mention Melmoth because it is another kind of quiet. Yeah. Um, that's something I really want to read. Yeah. Um, if you have that. I'll look for it. I will take it. If not, I will I will get a copy. It is a beautiful book, but um, I still have it. Also, like, I, I have no idea if this is true. This is complete conjecture and speculation. But it came out so quickly after Essex Serpent. Yes. That makes me think it's something she wrote before Essex Serpent. I need to And was really trying to publish. 
And then once the excerpt was pretty successful, she yeah. was like, so can I do this one? And they yeah. were like, yeah, sure. Maybe so. I, I also couldn't figure out if maybe... Essex Serpent obviously had come out in Britain first. Right. And so maybe right. then they released Melmoth right. at the same time. Right, right, right. That's entirely possible too. Um, But it did feel like I barely had to wait for a new book by her. Yeah. Um, it was like same calendar year yeah, or like it was six nuts. months in between. Yeah. Um, so don't know exactly the production schedule of that. Curious. I loved the Essex Serpent so much and it is dealing with like a Loch Nessian type mm-hmm. creature. But also a book about faith and science. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. Which maybe that, maybe Melmoth was more of the Loch Nessian mm-hmm. aspect. It, and less of the faith and science. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say it was like chilling. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, it wasn't outright scary, but it was like the way it is set, the setting of it makes you feel like, um, like a dark London streets. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, can I tell you another book that somebody asked about in literary lunch? And I sadly could not tell them one way or another. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yes. has written these books about Sherlock Holmes. And comic books. Okay. Okay. Can you talk about them at all? No. Okay. I just. I've never read any of them. I Somebody was asking like, are these any good? And I was like, I truly do not know the answer to that. Um, but I am very intrigued by it. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently somebody else is too, because somebody asked at Literary Lunch, and I sadly could not answer for them um, if they are good or not. So if you've read those, tell us if because they're like them. about Mycroft Holmes, yes. if I'm not mistaken. They're about Sherlock Holmes' brother, yes, um, played by Mark Gatiss in the BBC Sherlock show to great effect. Yes. I love his version of that character, who's like a very minor character in the Conan Doyle stories. Okay, um, he's and, great in the, yeah. Oh, maybe we should watch Sherlock. Sherlock's the first season. Yeah. After that, it falls off. But first season's very good. Um, the hot priest from Fleabag. He is Moriarty. He's Moriarty, and yeah. I'm dying to go rewatch now that I know that. Yeah. What a talented He's actor. Terrifying in that yeah, show. Yeah, he is terrifying. That's why. And then, and in Fleabag, he is. Um, I the adore opposite, him. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I I think yeah. that means he's really good at his job. Probably. <laughs> I think that's what that means. He was also in something. I want to say on Broadway or on the West End. Yeah, he was in. I did go- he do Hedwig? I, I think googled he did Hedwig. him. I googled him and came up. I was like, "Oh, he's been in a lot of things." Yeah. Anyway, that's that. My last plug will be for um, anything by Shirley Jackson. Did you see the Haunting Netflix of Hill House movie? There's a. I don't know if it's a Netflix original, but it's. Um, We've always lived in the castle. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, I've heard it's very good. Okay. From people who are big fans of the of the book. Um, that book is beautiful mm-hmm. and really really moving. Um, and I've heard from fans of the book that the movie does a very good job. Um, it has famous actors in it. Okay. I don't remember who at the moment. I don't know. I want to say someone from Game of Thrones. Maybe? I watched the trailer. You know how the trailer will play on Netflix yeah. automatically. I watched it. To find out. I, so I just Googled, we have always lived in the castle. It's that cute girl. And the second thing that came up was, um, we have always lived in the castle, explained, because people don't understand the story, <laughs> apparently. Um, so it came out last year, apparently. I saw that. And it was just released in May um, on Netflix, I guess. But who else is in this? Sebastian Stan, um, who plays Bucky Barnes in the Avengers movies. And I think I recognize her. Alexandra Daddario. She's in something else. She's in some um, rom-com situation. Great story. If you have watched the Netflix movie and would like to read the book, highly recommend it. Okay. If you liked the Netflix series um, Haunting of Hill House, 
the the book is completely different in every way from the story from the Netflix version. There are some characters with the same names, and that is the only thing that is in common. I find both of them to be perfect media. Um, almost perfect media. Did almost. we? Was that a year ago? Mm-hmm. Was that what I watched last October? Yep. Oh my god! And it was so good. It was good up until episode nine. Was that the last episode? I no. I uh, feel... The next to last. Okay, what episode did it end? And it felt like a country music video. Oh, yeah, that was weird, too. You're right. <laughs> I think um, the season finale, I was like, what's happening here? It takes this weird turn where, like, the show's good, and it's scary, and it's beautifully shot, yes. and the story's super well told, and it's this dysfunctional family. Yes. And then in, like, episode eight or nine, it tries to explain why the house is the way it is, and I'm like, no! Just, leave it a metaphor! Yes. It doesn't need to be explained! Leave Whatever stupid Hollywood executive came in here and ruined this story. And was like, I don't understand this. Clear, clear this up. I saw another great tweet from some entertainment writer who was like, if someone were pitching the movie Big today, there would be three Hollywood executives in there that would ask them to explain where Zoltar came from, where it got its magical powers, and how many other children had been affected by this, instead of just leaving it yeah. unexplained. Which, and look, I know Big has... I saw this really funny thing. It, who was being interviewed? Seth Meyers was interviewing somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Fred Savage. Mm. And um, so my two... Like, two yeah. of my favorites. Um, so he was interviewing Fred Savage about... Um, Princess Bride? Yeah, I guess. And Fred Savage was saying, yeah, I've introduced that to my kids. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but the more I movie, I'm, my wife and I are like introducing our kids to these classic like 80s, 90s films. And he was like, and then we're realizing, wait a minute, not all of these, some of these are problematic now. And so then he started going through some of them and it was very funny, like big, mm-hmm. like, you know, he's basically in love with a teacher, like a, uh-huh. an adult and he's really 12 or uh-huh. whatever. And so I understand that it's problematic. I still love it. Oh, Big is a great movie. I still love it so much. There is one scene in particular that I'm just very skeezed out by. Yeah, sure. This makes sense. But uh, But I still like it. Yeah, it's a great movie. I still like it. And and it's very much like time capsule of the 80s. It is. And I, as we have previously discussed, either to, I don't know, some other episode we recorded today. You uh, love mid-90s. I love mid-90s and uh, 80s film. It's fine. So this is where we are. I hope you've enjoyed spooky season now that we are toward the end of it here. And if you haven't given any scary books or, or mystery books or kind of dark books and not necessarily like violent dark, but just like darker in moody in mood. Yeah. yeah. Moody books. Um, if you haven't given any of those a try yet this season, I urge you to do so with one of these. Yeah. of sin oh my god oh my god oh my god from the front porch is a production of the bookshelf an independent bookstore in thomasville georgia it's produced by me annie jones and chris jensen and edited by chris jensen if you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop thank you as always to forlorn strangers for the use of our theme music it's called bottom of the barrel from their album forlorn strangers Learn more at ForlornStrangers.com or find them on Instagram under their current moniker, The Rally Club. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, find us at Patreon.com slash From the Front Porch. 
You can also check us out at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Um, so I, this actually didn't happen at the bookshelf, but Elin, who does our social media, also works at the Paxton house. Mm-hmm. And so I guess there was a couple here from, I don't know where, I think Georgia, um, but visiting, but Elin texted cause she was like, oh my gosh, these two people who are listeners, apparently the wife was a bit, is mm-hmm. a big listener from the front porch and they were in town to visit the bookshelf. I do not think they, I know they came to the bookshelf, I'm sure they did, but I did not meet them, so uh-huh. I do not know their names or where they're from. But Elin's text was what was funny because she was like, two listeners are from the front porch are here and now they are reading on the front porch. Like, <laughs> she, they were reading at the Paxton. That's and sweet. Elin just was like, it's it's so great. Like, That's really cute. sweet. Yeah, so very fun. Well, thank you for coming to Thomasville, whoever you are. Yeah, we really love it when people, when listeners make their way here. It's really um, exciting. And I hope you enjoyed your time here because the Paxton house is beautiful. Beautiful. Although the main house, I think, is really scary. Oh, and maybe it has ghosts. Hill house vibes. Maybe it does. Um, but the carriage house is great. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.